Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. I'm Natalie Walton, and this is Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. Each week, I'm here to share with you some of the biggest lessons I've learned during my career and life. Some of them I wish I'd learned a lot sooner because they would have saved me a huge amount of time, stress, and even money. Many of these ideas could have accelerated my journey as a creative and business owner. I also feature interviews with inspiring creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts to help you focus on what's most important in your life. Today, I'm going to focus on one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. Just a quick reminder before we start today's episode that if you want to renovate or remodel your home, you can now enroll in my new course, the Design and Decoration Masterclass, which will start at the beginning of next year. I've created this course to give you the confidence, guidance and support you need to save you from wasting time, money or even worse, end up with a home that you don't really love. So by the end of this course, you'll have a master plan for your project and all the tips, tricks and tools, strategies you need to get it right. I'll be sharing all of the lessons I've learned from designing and decorating homes over the past 20 years. 
I can't wait to help you create a home you love. For all details, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. Okay, back to today's episode. Hello everyone, I hope you're all well. I'm actually mixing things up a little this week. Normally I have an interview between each of these solo sessions, but after I recorded the last episode, I went really deep into planning for 2021. And so I thought I'd share how I approach this in case it might help or inspire you in any way. Now, I have to admit that planning is one of those things that I love to do. I love a good list. I love thinking about the future and the possibilities of all that comes with it. And I really also enjoy having a clear sense of direction for the path ahead. So this is something that I do in so many different areas of my life. For example, I mean, I've been traveling the world for a long time as, as you know, as, as soon as I pretty much could. I have always enjoyed going at least once a year on an overseas trip, obviously, Things have changed in the world more recently, but um, just to give you an idea of how I like to plan, I'm famous uh, amongst the people who know me for my spreadsheets that I create when I go traveling. And the reason that I did this is one of the times, one of the first times that my husband and I, we went somewhere when we were traveling overseas and we just kind of winged it. You know, we grabbed Lonely Planet and we sort of maybe had a little bit of a look at it on the plane. And then when we got there, We really didn't know what we were doing. And then we actually ended up wasting so much time trying to decide while we were on the trip what we were going to do that I decided then and there that I was never going to have that happen again. And also what I found is that when you don't plan, you can end up having really bad experiences in terms of the food to get and what you're going to do. And you can get to a museum. It can be closed on that day or, you know, all sorts of things can turn up and After that, I basically every trip, I would plan it to the nth degree. Now, some people might think, but that doesn't allow for any spontaneity. But my approach is that you can then choose in that moment. No, we're not going to do that. But at least you have the knowledge and you can make that decision in an informed way. So I would kind of look at, for instance, if we were going to Paris and I would say, okay, well, we're gonna go to this museum. It opens at such and such a time. We can even pre-book the tickets for certain events or exhibitions or whatever it is. So if we could pre-book and pre-pay for the tickets, I would always do that. So we didn't even have to wait in the queues, which when we were traveling a lot in Europe or even to America, like we did, you know, the typical go to the Empire State Building, And we just walked past all these people who were in a queue for must have been an hour or longer because I didn't want to be standing in a queue for an hour. So we would book everything in advance so that we can have that experience. And it was all about enjoying the experience rather than thinking, okay, where do we have to go to get this thing? And oh, where should we eat now? And so I would plan beforehand then, okay, if that's where we're going to be, we're going to be at that museum or we're going to go and see that play or go and see that comedy show then I would do my research on where were the best places to eat in Nolita, if it was in New York or Soho or wherever we were. So that then, you know, and I would look for the best places for lunch, for breakfast. And we had so much fun doing this. So like I said, some people might think that it means that you don't have the opportunity for any any spontaneity, but I actually felt that it gave me more freedom because we could really focus on enjoying ourselves And as I said, if we then saw something along the way and we thought, actually, that looks much better, 
we could do that, but then we weren't wasting time trying to think, where are we going to go now? Or eating somewhere that was terrible, which had happened to us in the past. And like I said, I vowed that that would never happen. Now, the same happens when I plan my books and I obviously have to plan them really well. So this because, you know, I've got flights, I have to give people days that we're going to be shooting the homes. I've got to book hotels in advance. And again, like I would try and do some research on where we might be able to go and eat or some of the things that we might be able to do. And sometimes we might have a very short window of time. And again, I would look up like, well, what can I do during that time? Because I don't want to waste it. And I would have a clear idea of the things that I wanted to do. I remember we arrived in um, LA a little bit early when we were shooting the first book, This Is Home. And because we sort of wanted to get over our jet lag. So we allowed for that so that we would feel really fresh for our first shoot. And I then sort of looked up the different places that I wanted to go and eat and in Venice Beach and go down Abbot Kinney and some of the different stores that I wanted to go and check out. So it was really great to do that. And I really made the most of that short window of time that I had. So this is part of my character. As I said, I love planning and in the last episode, I kind of had a little bit of a look of, you know, what, um, what were some of the things that came up in this past year? And so this, it's a little bit overlapping in terms of, you know, the big lessons and reflecting on that. And I do do that when I'm doing my planning and my goal setting, but then I also think, okay, well, now that I know that, how am I going to move forward? But these are the questions that I started out with, and you might want to ask them of yourself you might find that helpful and it might even trigger thoughts for you on, yeah, like that's what happened for me or, um, you know, some alternative as well. So anyway, I'm going to get straight into it because there's a few things to, to kind of to share with you today. Um, and I'm really excited. Like I love this time of year. I love, you know, summer's coming. And I also, one of the reasons that I like to do this now is that I like to take a break over the summer period because my children are on school holidays in Australia. We have like the big six week summer holidays. So I like to take off as much of that as possible. And I don't want to be thinking about work. So I want to know that I've got a plan already for when I get back. And I don't like to start on the back foot either. So I like to be able to start work and know, okay, this is what I'm doing rather than coming back and thinking, oh, so what were the things that you know, we were struggling with last year because of course by then you've completely forgotten. So while it's all fresh in my mind, that's why I'm working all of this. So the first question that I wrote down and I did this in my trusty moleskin notebook, which I use for everything. And I just wrote down the question, what worked this year? So really reflected on this past year, what were the things that worked? What were the things that helped me get the results that I wanted? A big thing, and I'm just going to read the list, but um, and I'll go into detail with some of them, some of them more obvious, but batching content really worked. So with the podcast, when I first started it, I was kind of doing it one week at a time. And then I quickly realized that that was just, I, it just felt like Groundhog Day that I was like, oh no, I've got to do the podcast again and quickly, I better record it. And trying to find those moments of opportunity to set up the equipment and then find a quiet space, find a time when nobody else was going to be disturbing. So that is something that I have really done with this podcast, for example, is really focused on batching the content for the podcast so that I'm not having to, 
you know, get all the equipment out multiple times. It just makes it so much more efficient. Outsourcing is something that um, I did in terms of cleaning, um, in terms basically it's in cleaning the house because that's something that's important to me, particularly because I work from home. So I can't work. I, I find it very hard to work in a house that's unclean or if, if it's messy. So I have to have it clean before I start the day and having a cleaner that has been a really big thing. Of course, that's an investment, but I really see it as worthwhile because then I don't have to do that myself. And we actually uh, went from fortnightly cleans to towards the last part of this year, going to weekly cleans. And that has actually been really big as well, because then it doesn't become so much of a mess. And again, I'm tidying less and it's just easier to maintain. So what also worked this year was working with my husband on the studio renovation. We work really well together. We really enjoy working as a team and we've got very different and distinct strengths and obviously very different and distinct weaknesses. And so that was really good. Like we complement each other really well. I'm obviously got a very strong vision for what I want it to look like. And my husband is really good at dealing with the trades and talking to them. And he's got good knowledge of the technical side of things. And he's very mathematical and scientific, whereas I'm much more about the, the look of something. So we work together very well in that sense. And I really enjoyed that process. Some other things was um, scheduling Instagram posts. So I got a little bit more into that and I found that really helpful. Definitely for Imprint House, my shop, but towards the end of the year, I've been doing that more for my own personal feed just a week in advance. But I just find that doing it all at once, then I'm really in that headspace and I get a bit more of a flow in terms of writing the captions as well. So I find that much more helpful as well as not using social media or Instagram on weekends. I've really enjoyed that downtime and that's been really good for me as well as my morning walks. I've really enjoyed those this year and going for surfing sessions on Tuesdays and Thursday mornings with my husband. Um, you know, it's really important that we have that time together in the evenings. We don't, because we live out of a town, we're sort of five minutes out of Bangalore and then about 15, 20 minutes away from Byron town. It's not easy for us to just kind of go down the road and go and have dinner together or go out on a date night. So they're kind of like our date sessions and those times together. So that's been really good. And I think it's really important to be able to have that kind of me time built into your, your week as well. And just on a really simple level, the kids have been all catching the school bus this year, which has been huge for us as a family in the sense that um, previously it was basically like an hour round trip twice a day, which two hours out of a work day is really big. And so that meant um, most of the time it was my husband doing it, but um, there would be other things that would come up and we were both doing it. But even just the fact that he's able to be at home more and then help me with the business, that has had a big impact as well. So that was what worked this year. So like I said, I really encourage you to get your notebook out and just write down, just do a brain dump of what worked this year and um, reflect on you know, the things that you've done. Then I wrote another column of what didn't work. And um, I'm gonna share some of these with you. I, to be honest, I actually find this very hard to, to share like the things that didn't work because I sort of think, oh, it doesn't, it's not great to share like your, the things that you're, you have struggled with or whatever, but I'm just gonna be honest and, and open because 
I think that, you know, it, it helps you realize that, well, we're all in the same boat. You know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. So one of the things that didn't work was being in reactive mode. And this in particular was in relation to Imprint House, my shop. And my personality is that I get really excited about things. So I might see a certain product and think, oh, we should do that or see an idea and really want to run with that. And so when you're kind of in that reactive mode, it means that you're chopping and changing direction perhaps, or, you know, it, it's not like you've got a steady ship and you've got a really clear plan for the way forward. So that is something that I'm actually in the process of creating more of a calendar of launching products. And we did get closer towards that at the end of this year, but to really have more focus on, you know, not getting distracted by all the shiny objects out there and all the possibilities and really having clarity about our offering and what we're going to do and what we're going to offer and what it's all about. With my courses, um, what didn't work was not allowing enough time for course updates. What I mean by this is, again, I get really excited and I think, oh, this time I would really like to. And so this is what happened with the styling masterclass is I thought I really want to give these tutorials where I, I sort of go through step by step and really explain the different elements within that module and give more examples. And so I created these sort of online tutorials for each module. And I was very excited about that because I felt like it would really take everyone's knowledge and understanding to the next level. Um, it's a really easy way to digest the information and quite powerful as well, but it wasn't really in my calendar. And so I had to try and squeeze that into my existing diary and schedule. And ultimately it meant that I had to work a lot of late nights and even some weekends to get those done which is not ideal. That is not what, how I want to work. I don't want to be working around the clock like that. And it's just not fair on my husband or my family. And so just to be realistic about allowing enough time so that I can do these things or saying no to something else. And also this was probably more in the, the first part of the year, but being a little bit last minute with kind of creating my newsletter, my weekly newsletter that I send out at nataliewalton.com and also just creating the podcast and uploading it and all the steps that are involved with that because there's quite a few steps involved with creating a podcast. So there were the, some of the big things that didn't work this year. And obviously now, because I've got a cl like clarity around that, then I can really focus on, okay, well, how am I going to be better with this next year? What steps can I take? so that that doesn't happen again. And what are the things that did work that I can integrate and maybe they can work together in some way. I also asked two more questions. And one was, what shouldn't I be doing? So obviously we all have a finite amount of time. And I think that it can be very easy to sort of be working on things that aren't that important for your business or whatever project that you're working on or it can be easy to kind of get distracted with things. One of the things that I shouldn't be doing that I still do in my business, and I'm just making the steps to change this, and I've been saying I was gonna do it for a long time, is I actually create all the graphic design content for my courses and all my bonus content that I create for my website. So I design everything in InDesign because I know how to do it. It's one of those things that I, I know how to do it and I'm often doing it 
like I'm writing as I'm creating it. And so it's hard to then give it to somebody else because it means that I really need to create the content first, get the imagery first, and then send it to them as the package. So I haven't done that in the past because I've often been a little bit more on the back foot or I've thought, oh, I'll create this extra bonus and I'll send it out next week. And obviously that doesn't allow enough time to give it to somebody else to outsource that. So at the end of this year, like literally this week, we are putting the finishing touches to a newspaper that we have created for Imprint House. And I actually have finally outsourced the graphic design for that. And I have to tell you, that has been such a revelation that, oh my gosh, it's happened so much quicker. It's been so good that I haven't had to do it. And of course it takes it to the next level, but it's when you know how to do something, I think sometimes it can be hard to let go of it because you think, oh, I can just do that myself. And I'm one of those people that thinks, oh, I'll just do it myself. And it's not always the smartest way to work. So that is something that I am definitely going to let go of next year. But which I'll get into, it really means that I need to do much more forward planning. And then also what shouldn't I be doing? There's a lot of steps within what I do that I also need to outsource more or I need to, um, yeah, just kind of have more better processes and systems and work ahead of time so that I can give it to somebody else. So again, like uploading the podcast, I've done that. Now I've got someone in my team is helping me more with that in the newsletter. Um, but just all those little kind of mechanical things within processes, I need to offload more of those so that I can focus on the things that are the highest value contribution that I can give to my business or, you know, to my students or whatever I'm creating or my clients. So that rather than, you know, uploading stuff onto MailChimp that I'm getting somebody else to do that. So I really need to do that. And I've kind of had that moment of realization as well, that you know, the editor of a magazine is not sending the files to the printer. Like an editor of a magazine really needs to get her team and, or his team and have all those different uh, responsibilities within the team. And they're just focused on the overall vis- vision and look and feel and, you know, the strategy going forward. So I need to do more of that within the various elements of my business. And it is a bit of a step that when you go from having done everything yourself, which is where I was probably about two years ago, to slowly building up a team. Some of you might be going through that process as well. So these are some of the things that I have had to let go and I need to do better as well. And also to ask yourself, and again, I encourage you to ask yourself this, what do I really enjoy doing? And just kind of reflecting on the year and thinking like, what did I really love? Like, you know, those things that you would do, um, whether somebody paid you or not, kind of thing. You know, like that's one of the things I always think, what do you do? And you just kind of get such a thrill out of it. Definitely for me was working on the studio design and the problem solving and the sourcing. I really enjoyed that process. And, um, and, and it was specifically that process of creating the vision and finding the various products that would work within the space. But there were other elements of it that I'm really quite happy to, to outsource to other people or to get somebody else on my team to to do. So like, I'm happy for Daniel to do more of the project management side of it. That's not where I get my greatest joy. It is from the design of it and the problem solving of it. And um, I also really enjoy working on creative projects. So as I mentioned, we've been creating a newspaper for Imprint House 
And I really love that thinking about the different sections of the newspaper, the content, what imagery, creating the images that will go with it and planning all of that. I have really enjoyed that process. And I feel that in some way, because I haven't been able to work on a book this year, it's almost filled that void a little bit. I also really cre enjoy creating content and that is doing the little styling videos for Instagram and the reels. Um, I know some people like the thought of doing a reel really freaks some people out, but I kind of find it fun. Like I just enjoy the process of thinking about what it could be and just doing it. And um, so I really enjoy that kind of content creation and the planning involved with that. But I have to say, I really enjoy doing it for pro my own projects as opposed to necessarily doing it for brands. I think that that is, you know, there comes the point I'm getting asked more and more to do things for other brands, but really I just actually want to focus on my own work. And um, it's really important to sort of think, well, you know, you get to that point where you have to decide, like, are you going to focus on your own work or is it more client work? And I really enjoy doing the things where I have full creative freedom. And I also really enjoy the strategic vision side of my business and also the imprint house business. Obviously, they're, they're very much interconnected, but sort of thinking about what it could be, how we're going to make things happen. I, I love all that. Like, I really enjoy. I mean, I guess that's why I, I create this podcast in many ways, because I, I enjoy talking business. I enjoy being an entrepreneur and um, talking to my friends about their projects and what they're doing and how they're going to do their various you know, business ventures. And I, I kind of really enjoy that side of it as well. So the, the final thing in terms of that reflection part is really thinking about what word or phrase am I going to focus on for 2021? For many years, I've often thought about the word, I want to be less but better, you know, doing less. But I feel that just saying that alone is not enough for me right now because I, if I don't have a clear strategy about where I'm going or a clear plan about where I'm going, then it's just so easy to just end up taking on more and more jobs and more and more projects. And like I said, I get very excited about things. So yeah, I'll do this and I'll do that. And then all of a sudden I'm overloaded and you know, not doing any of them as well as what I would ideally like. So I really do want to do less but better, but to make that happen, I've decided that my word for 2021 is going to be clarity. I really want to focus on having a clear way forward so that I can then know, is this project going to help me towards that goal or is it just going to become a distraction? So clarity is going to be my big word for 2021. And like I said, I really encourage you to think about what word would sum up how you want to show up in 2021. So this podcast is about goals for 2021 and I haven't even started on those, but they're quite simple. Basically, I have written down my big dream goal. I've written down some stretch goals and then also some easy and achievable goals. So my big dream goal, I um, have set something for myself with my business. And, you know, this is like would be amazing, like beyond my wildest dreams if I could make this happen. And um, it's very much focused on, um, you know, financial goal in terms of because then I can do certain things. Other projects, you know, I, I do think that when you do have a certain level of financial freedom, then it allows you to work on certain projects. 
And as I said, I really like doing my own projects. So to make those happen, I need to have the funds to have it happen. So I'm setting myself a very much a very big dream goal of what I want to achieve in 2021. And then I have to work out the steps to achieve it. And so that is what I'm actually in the process of doing it is breaking it down into steps because everything is achievable and anything is possible, but you have to have a very clear strategy of how you're going to do that. So that's what I'm in the process of the, of the moment is working out the steps to achieve it. And then actually putting those steps into the calendar so that I've got a clear roadmap going forward for the, the new year. Now, there are some stretch goals that I have, and um, these are the things that I need to really make an effort to do, but they will help me towards my big dream goal. So these are some of my stretch goals. And as I said, some of them, you know, I think that even if you don't get there, but you get some of the way there, you're better off than where you started today. So I'm a big believer in that. I don't think it matters if you don't always get to, you know, the the sort of the end point, the fact that you're on that journey. And as long as you enjoy the journey, then I think that is, um, you know, part of the, the bonus of it all. So these are some of my stretch goals for 2021. I want to outsource more. So as I said, the graphic designer, but other elements of my business as well. Like I really don't want to be working on the nitty gritty side of the business, but more the sort of the top level part, which is like the strategy, the vision, the planning, all of that. I want to plan better and more in advance. So really have very clear goals for each. Well, I'm going to say quarter, but I actually work in term time, which I'll talk about in a moment because my children are all at school. So when they're at school, I like to really focus on particular goals and then have an, a sort of quiet period during school holidays. Um, so I really want to plan so that I can to reach these big goals and that I've got a really clear idea of what's involved with that as well. Like I said, you know, I love to kind of create new content, for my courses and add more value, but I need to allow the time to do all of that. And then I also want to have one day in the week so that I can focus on the business and not be working in the business. So to really have like one day a week or the very least like one morning where every week on that particular morning or that particular day, I'm really focused on the sort of the big picture in terms of my goals and my vision and what I want to achieve, not sort of doing newsletters or you know, creating content, but actually focusing on the big picture. I don't want to work evenings anymore. And I would love to also have Fridays off. So have one day a week off. My youngest son, he has um, Fridays off. And my husband and I, we I actually take him swimming on Friday afternoons. So my husband has him in the morning, but I would actually love to have the whole day off so I could spend the whole day with him. You know, I have like um, sections and lunch together and different parts, but to sort of, I, I'm still kind of scrambling a little bit to finish off those last little bits and pieces for the week on a Friday. And I really would, you know, ideally love to have Fridays off. So what are the easy and achievable goals that I can um, focus on as well this coming year? And again, these are things that you might want to write down. And I very much have many of these tied up with this idea of clarity, my big word for 2021. So I really want to have much clearer roles for my team and for them to have clearer deadlines as well. 
And that is very much for me as much as for them as well, so that I'm not just kind of giving them more and more work, but that they've got a very clear goal about like a particular collection or that we're going to shoot a particular collection or whatever it is that they're working on, that we're going to have a clear um, role for them in terms of what they're actually doing and clear deadlines for when it's going to happen. And also have much clearer systems and processes for Imprint House to make sure that everyone understands what to prioritize and, and how to do it. And I'm a big believer that when um, you do have clearer systems and processes that they can batch their content as well so that they can do a bunch of newsletters in advance or whatever it is, and um, or if they're sort of contacting suppliers. So it's all done in, in one go. And then the next stage of the system is all done in one go rather than kind of going a little bit here, a little bit there. And it's not necessarily the most efficient or effective way to work. And then creating clear deadlines. This is mainly for me for course content. Like I mentioned, bonus content, extra training videos, all of that stuff and really being very clear on what I need to do and um, and putting it into the diary and being realistic with the time frame about how long it takes because I tend to be very overly ambitious and overly optimistic about what can be achieved within a particular timeline. And I am a very fast worker, but at the same time, it puts a lot of pressure on me and those around me. And just batching more. So batching monthly, whether it comes to the podcast, the newsletters, social media, all of that sort of stuff so that it's not um, so we're always working in advance. And I think that when you do that, and we've just actually had a big session of batching the content for Imprint House for the rest of December and pretty much all of January, there are a few little holes that we need to fill in um, in terms of just reshooting or shooting a few products. But um, then that means that um, like our team can have breaks over the summer, that I don't have to worry about it as well. And so that we can really then just, you know, focus on the next section and also have a break as well. So how am I going to do all this? And these are the things that I'm doing. And again, you might find them helpful as well. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big believer that obviously it's one thing to, I think it's important to reflect on what has happened, what worked, what didn't work, um, reflect on what you enjoyed and what you didn't enjoy. And then really then think about what you want to do, what is going to be your focus for the coming year and set yourself like a big goal, some stretch goals and some really easy and achievable goals that you can put into action almost straight away. But then you need to put it in the diary and schedule it. And this is how I do it. So basically I have just ordered yesterday, um, perhaps a little bit later than what I would like. Um, ideally, this time next year, well, I would like to have already done all this. So again, like this is something that I'm going to put in my schedule for next year is to actually be doing all this planning early November so that I've got a really clear way forward for the next kind of quarter or term, as I like to say. So every year for the past five years, I have got, I'm pretty sure it's an A1 size, but it's a wall calendar. I get mine from Kiki K, but you can also get them from like Etsy and just online. And so it shows the whole year in advance. And why I like this is that basically then I go with a red pen and where the school holidays are, I draw a line alongside all the numbers every single school holidays 
And then I know the term times for each year. And then basically that is when I need to really focus on getting my work done so that um, when it comes round to school holidays, my goal is that I can take school holidays off. That's like one of my big dream goals is to actually not have to work school holidays at all. But at the moment, if I can at least just have a very light workload so that I'm not working on a big project or I'm not teaching, definitely not interested in teaching during school holidays. Um, I just want to be focused on, you know, my family and that's really important to me. So I put on this wall calendar, like I said, all the school holidays so I can see clearly when the term time is. I put in like public holidays as well. And then that is when I schedule in my um, course dates and I schedule all my course dates for um, the year. And so um, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, I'm going to be teaching a design and decoration course in term one. And then in term two, I am going to be doing the styling masterclass again. And then um, term three and term four, I'm still finalizing what I'm going to be doing for those two terms. Last or this year, I actually didn't do anything in term three because I was focusing on the studio and it was nice to actually have a term off so I could work on something else. So that is something that I'm considering. And again, I'm just working through all of this right now so that to think, well, maybe term three is when I'm then working on, well, actually it will be, I'll be working for the newspaper for the issue three. So I've got to make sure I've got time within my schedule for issue two on my calendar. So you see how like you need to really think about, well, what are you going to be producing in the new year? And then you need to schedule it in and work back and think about, well, what's involved. So for issue two, which will be for autumn, winter, um, I haven't set the deadline for that yet, but I mean, it's probably going to be coming out something like May. So then I need to work back that, okay, well, then I need to get the content to the graphic designer by this time. I need to get to, you know, do the photo shoot by this time. We need to have written the copy. We need to have had the product arrive so we can shoot it. So, you know, like working back in that way and being really clear about the, the process that's going to be involved. So that is what I do on my wall calendar. And as I said, I've done it for the past about five years and I find it so helpful. I, when I was creating my books, then I could see easily when I would be able to go and shoot the books. I Again, like I actually shot all the books during term time and it was the same with Chris because he's got young children and neither of us wanted to be um, away from home during school holidays because obviously it puts a lot more burden on our partners. And um, so that was a big thing for me. So like I said, I love the, the annual wall calendar that I can write on. And then Within my diary, so this current year, I have used a moleskin diary and it's one that's got the weekend on a glance on the left-hand side and a notes section on the right-hand side. And I've mentioned this before, but basically Monday morning, I write down all my tasks for the week on the right-hand side. And then every day I kind of, I allocate three main tasks to focus on for that particular day and also three main tasks for that week. I have just ordered a full focus planner. I've heard people um, rave about these. So it's a similar kind of idea though. And I haven't used it as yet, so I don't want to necessarily recommend it myself, but that is something that I'm going to try. And it is another way to really get clarity on 
what you're going to be doing that week and also reflecting on the week that's just passed, what worked, what didn't, and um, setting like quarterly goals as well. So the other um, thing that I'm going to do is list all these tasks that I need to do for the year. And then, like I said, put them into the diary and be really clear about when they're going to happen. And, um, and then, then I've got a really clear way forward in terms of what my focus will be. And then also it then will give me more clarity about what I should be saying no to. So obviously it's not going to really allow much time to do other things or unless of course I decide, well, actually we're not going to do an issue two of the newspaper. Maybe we'll only do spring summer, but, um, there has to be a compromise. I can't do everything. And I, like I said, I don't want to be working evenings and I don't want to be working on the weekends. So there has to be some give and there has to be a priority setting. And this is going to be my 2021. So I'm very excited about it. As I I mentioned at the start of this episode, when I travel and I have this really clear roadmap of what we're doing and where we're going and how we're going to get there, I actually enjoy the process so much more because then I can focus on doing the work rather than feeling stressed or worried or anxious that, oh, what are we going to do now? Or how are we going to do that? And whereas now I'm going to have a really clear way forward and I'm very excited about 2021. And also, as I mentioned, I'm excited about doing this because then once the children finish for school, which is in about two weeks time, I don't have to think about work for the next four to six weeks. And, um, you know, it's all kind of laid out for me. So that gives me an incredible sense of freedom and um, relief. And it means that I can relax. And I actually am one of those people that when I switch off from work, even though I'm so go, go, go when I am working, when I switch off, I actually completely switch off. And I like don't think about it at all. And I just, um, you know, I, I even kind of almost forget things like, related to work because I just am so in the moment and I can't wait for that feeling because it's it's really recharging and rejuvenating. And I'm very much looking forward to that. So I hope that this has helped you in some way to think about what your goals might be for 2021. As I said, I don't like to think about this come January. I like to think about this in advance. I'm doing it in November and very much um, will in future, maybe even do it slightly earlier than that as well, because I want to be really, you know, thoughtful and, and just make it easy for everybody around me as well. I think when we all know what we're doing and where we're going, it just makes life easier. All right. I hope that you have enjoyed this final episode for 2021. And before you go, I just want to thank you so much for listening, subscribing and reviewing this podcast. I've really enjoyed connecting with you in this way. If you've got any particular topics that you would like me to discuss on this podcast, then please send me a DM at Natalie Walton on Instagram, or you can email podcast at nataliewalton.com. And just a reminder, obviously, that this is the final episode for 2020. As I mentioned, I'll be taking a summer break to enjoy some time with my family. And I wish you all the best for the holidays and the new year. The podcast will be back on the 19th of January. That is the plan. So um, I actually will record that before I 
finish up for the year because I want to have those done in advance so that again, I don't even have to think about it. And, um, but before you go, I also want to remind you that if you would like to enroll in the design and decoration masterclass, you can do so at nataliewalton.com forward slash design and decorate. And I am really excited to share with you all that I have learned about the process of creating a vision and putting it into action. You will find show notes for this episode at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 36. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunchalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon in the new year. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.